Hello, strangers, and welcome to Season 1, Episode 7 of the Loot and Dagger Podcast, where we play Dungeons and Dragons, tell an epic story, murder evil, and get all the shiny loot. This, of course, in hopes of entertaining you, the listener. So thank you for having excellent taste. Now, let's tell some stories. Roll once, then twice to escape the starlight. But now let's fight, let's sing the shit tonight. Ray guns, laser swords, now use words with syllables that poison the earth. Drink it up, smoke it up, boss battles be basic. I'm riding dirty at my enemies' faces. You can't contain this dagger when I'm rolling with loot and dagger. When last we left our heroes, Lord Sheriff Victor Sinclair and Deputy Grit Tuffenstuff, along with the help of their fearless companions, had rid Phandalin of the bandit menace. But the greater threat still lies in Cragmaw Castle and beyond with the Black Spider. Grit went on a date with the mysterious but beautiful Helia, who promised him entry in his secretive organization named the Zentarium. All he needed to do is kill Glassstaff and deliver rare dwarven brandy safely back to a mansion. The heroes now make plans to infiltrate Cragmaw Castle in hopes of finding their lost friend Gunrun. <laughs> I say, can you ride a on uh I, I can ride a, a horse? horse. Alright, well. I was trying to be considerate. But that's I know. all we want to be. You know, a misfall, we are. Uh, I we need are a boost though. Can you help me up here? Don't worry, He's little like, buddy. You're doing an you. excellent job today. You're uh, you're looking fantastic. Oh, thanks. And you just had a great great date. Just <laughs> sure. knocked it out of the park. I'm no. sure that went very well. Now, do you want a pony? <laughs> I want a pony! Ah. Alright, let's get you on a pony. Okay. Twix has a pony. Excellent. He uh, gets on his nice white pony. Now, you his... must respect your majestic steed, Twix, as your partner in your endeavors. I'm gonna name him Cheese! That's an excellent name. <laughs> He's Cheese! Quick and cheese. cheese, absolutely. You love cheese and you love your ponies, so it all makes sense. You're a great little pony, cheese. Mm-hmm. He pats cheese on the head. Yes. That's the uh, that's the pony. I I figured. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Anyways, you guys ride off into the uh, into the day. Is there like but, well, we haven't we haven't completely sorted out. Okay. Uh, uh, Mr. Tough and Stuff's ride situation? Are you are you, are you insistent on a, a full-sized horse? Or I mean, I mean, is there like an adolescent a horse? It doesn't necessarily have to be a pony. Uh, there's no shame in a pony. I'm a deputy. I think it sends a message. I'm just saying the the proper equipment for the proper job. It's uh... if a if for instance a a ride scene were to. Um... To happen where you have to do some checks on a full-sized horse, you would take some disadvantage rolls. But it is great for roleplay, so I'm not going to argue either way. I'm no, because I have acrobatics. Answer. I'll get on a full-sized horse. You also have the pony, the My Little Pony inspiration. So you could always re-roll something or use that for some kind of inspirational roll of some sort. And use it as a reminder that you should have been riding a pony. And you can use <laughs> it. But you do, you. All right. Very well. If you're insist upon riding a full-size horse, then uh, let us be on our way. It seems like uh, everyone is prepared. All right, deputies, sheriff, time to ride out. Ride out. 
For the law. For the law. For the no, law. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was just making a look around. Make sure. The your horses ride out. It does take the better part of about six hours. There is a point when the trail starts narrowing. Things get really overgrown. Realizing this is going into a dense forested area. There is a point when you start seeing the castle in the distance. And I have already taken the liberty of drawing out a bit of the castle that you can kind of see from where you're at. Um, so we're above it? What? I'm kidding. No. No, you're not above it. <laughs> ah, so I will read out a little bit about this castle. Oh, wonderful. The castle consists of seven crumbling towers of different sizes and heights. But the upper stories are all varying statuses of collapse. A short flight of steps lead up to the terrace in front of the main entrance. That is, I've actually uh, numbered them, so that'll coincide with some stuff I have over here. So number one is going to be that castle entrance. Past the wreckage of a pair of sundered doors lies a shadowed hall. Round towers loom over the entranceways with dark arrow slits looking down on the terrace. You guys right now are just looking at the front of the castle. You can kind of vaguely make out the sides. You do know that a little, like if you kind of, kind of uh, ride out to the side a little bit, um, over by 13, there are some stairs leading up to another entrance over there. So, you are standing there, or you're on your horses, looking over, assessing the situation. So, I'm all about Sneaking in the side. I don't know if you should really be going in the front. But I know your style. You're going to want to knock on the door. Well, we have to give them an opportunity to uh, surrender. Can we do that? Okay. Mm. Uh, do we see any movement? Like, through the... Like, any sort of windows or anything that we see? Anybody walking around? Anybody standing guard? Um, roll me a perception check. At this very moment. I'm gonna do one of those two. Eight. Oh, a nineteen. Alright. Oh, no. I'm looking at the wrong character sheet. A twenty-two. So, are you looking just the front or with your perception? Are you guys kind of taking a long way around assessing the entire thing? Or yeah, I mean, uh, since we are, we're describing all the way around the castle, so we may as well just make a nice lap. Yeah. Get a, get okay. a full understanding of what's going on. I wanted to make sure. What you notice is that occasionally a, a goblin come out here and then come back in right over here. And you realize that uh, right by the entrance, there are a pair of goblins through arrow slits. Right at the front entrance. You can kind of assess that. You notice that around the back, and you had to be very careful when you're doing this, there are definitely there are a couple of arrow slits and some goblins kind of looking out this tower over here at the back of the rear. You notice with your perception check, though, um, that you didn't see before, there is a passage that has opened up here in room 11 that looks crumbled but looks like uh, you guys could possibly shimmy your way into that and with that you do see that there is a couple of goblins and they are drinking laughing having a good time right there 
Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, you you opened up a little bit of the map now. I should have brought more manacles. <laughs> this is something I should plan on in the future. I just have a a satchel full of manacles that I'll bring along with me if a situation such as these. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, on the bright side, most of them probably won't surrender. So you may not need them. Hmm. That is true. Still want to go through the front door? Well, it seems to uh, be the only gentlemanly course of action. Uh, and the, all these are, uh, are these goblins? Or orcs? So far, you only see goblins. Well, we are You're, law enforcement agents, not inside. murderers. Yeah, yeah well, um, you're going to be a little bit more dip- diplomatic than I would be. Maybe you could do the talking in the front, and I'll try to find a way in the side. Oh, there are plenty of ways in the sides. We have the back way, we have that side way. But uh, the issue is, one goblin uh, doesn't speak for all of them. True. So we can't uh, just say, even if the ones in front decide not to surrender, you can't just go murder those side ones. They haven't uh, made up their minds. Well, of course, I'd ask them. Hmm... Would you? Of course. Hmm. Well, would you? <laughs> but would you? <laughs> <laughs> well. I believe they signed their rights to law away when they shacked up with King Grawl. Hmm. Uh, and Twix is looking visibly upset. He does not like King Grawl. Oh, that is an excellent point. I mean, me and Twix could take the side while you and Franklin do your diplomacy up front. I don't know how much how good they'd react if they saw you with another goblin. Well, perhaps they would to take a moment and presume there may be wisdom in my suggestions. <laughs> well, hmm, it sure would be a tremendously easier if we could just burst in and murder them all. But, um, well, I didn't What if we gave them one good shout? I think that would oh, be. Oh, just okay. sort of a mass opportunity to A mass surrender. opportunity. And then as we're murdering, we still give them opportunities. But, uh, surprise would be a great element to have here, I would say. Mm. So maybe we give them the opportunity to, uh, we go up to the front, and then, uh, you and, uh, and, and uh, Twix fella, you guys, uh, Maybe you guys sneak in as we're talking. Let's think of the entrance that's open. Guys, <laughs> you said that uh, it looks like we well, can. Well, Victor's the one who went through. to tactic school. I was more than the fencing class, so. Well, I'll I will always, take uh, your lead. I always appreciate your insight. Mm. Well, the issue is, um, well, I want to uh, just approach them, be polite, and give them a proper understanding of the situation. Mm-hmm. However, I do not like being moitered. You yourself? I understand. So when you were able to kind of peek in, you kind of noticed more of this starts filling out. However, when dealing with an enemy of the country, say, with a person is at war, you don't uh, stop and give every individual soldier the opportunity to surrender. That would make war take way too long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
and I think that this is uh, basically an army as opposed to before where it was just some lawbreaker. Mm, mm. That, uh, that does make sense. This is more of an army operation, I believe. A military, uh, a military facility, if you will. And their leader is very outspoken against the general interests of our people. Mm. So if they knowingly and willingly sign up to defend him, they have already made their choice mm. of uh If you remember, there was lives. a written document saying they also wanted to take over Mistport. That's also true. Mm. I'm say a master, the army here in this here military operation. So uh, I believe that is an important distinction of an enemy soldier versus uh, a, a common criminal. We are learning a lot these last few days. Yeah, this is very important. Uh, so I like uh, Mr. Tough and Stuff's idea. Let's yeah. try to sneak as much as we can, take out what we can. Yes, I'm all, I'm all, I'm much more on board with this circumstance mm -hmm. now. So uh, you were thinking about going the sideways? Yeah, I mean it's. It's small enough to where we can shimmy through. Right now, me and Twix would have the best chance to get through there quickly and undetect this since we're the smallest ones. And once we can clear the room, if uh, you guys are still outside, we can get you in pretty much undetected. Okay, sure. But why don't we all go in at once and just murder everything in there? Okay, that'll work too. Why don't he start with the silent murder and then we go with the violent oh, murder? Oh, so once once the murder begins and he the gives pretense us the of stealth and is, the signal is murder. Sure. Okay. Once the pretense of stealth has been uh, abandoned, then we charge in. I believe so. Yeah. Excellent. Yes, I, I, I agree. <laughs> However, uh, should should we take a nap first? I mean, we have been uh, traveling since mm. lunchtime. Do you believe that maybe uh, they're all out and about now? But uh, should we maybe try it at night? Maybe a night attack, perhaps? Well, uh, uh, Twigs. Yes? Would you consider your people to be more active during the day or during the night? We're always on shifts. Mm. The goblins are worked to the bone because the bugbears don't like the goblins and they make us do all the work. Well, then let's wait till dawn. That way there won't be any lighting issues and myself and Mr. Devereaux will be able to see without issue. That sounds like a good idea. Also, while during that time, if uh, and you, you pointed everything out, what you've seen to me as far as I can see, sure. I'll see if we're gonna just wait. Uh, depending on how long we're waiting, I'm gonna see if I can figure out when they change shifts as well. If it's a certain time, it's every four hours, every six hours. Oh sure. I mean, I certainly recommend getting some rest. That is one of the oh, yeah. issues here. But so yes, let's uh, let's make a stealthy camp and get some rest before mm. we strike a dawn. <laughs> I do say it is nice being back in the adventuring mode with you guys. Indeed, agreed. Yes! All hands in! For okay. adventure! Let's do it. And law! Hand in the middle. And murder! Well, adventure and law. Murder when necessary. Murder when necessary! There we go. And break. And break. <sighs> okay. Um, Alright, so. What does a stealthy camp look like? Well, I'm gonna use uh, the just uh, rolling up in a bag. I think. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'll, I'll put. I'm gonna tell Larry right now. I'm gonna put up a little, just a alarm around us, a string and a bell, just in case somebody tries to gotcha. fuck with us while we're sleeping. Um, do me a favor. Roll a perception check and give me an advantage, both of you, as we're just gonna 
tell you kind of the events of the night. Natural 20? Natural 20. How does a 7 grab you? We're going to go with Victor. He was very alert. And I guess when it comes to tactician, when it comes to uh, planning out an assault and talking about murder, it really just heightens his senses, I guess. It just really makes him come alive. Fight or flight. Um, There are general rummages around, like different... uh, uh, you notice that there's like different packs of like uh, scouts, um, goblin and and uh, bugbear scouts. Usually one bugbear to like every four goblins, something like mm. that. Um, you've seen a couple of orcs too um, mm. scouting with them, which is a little curious because goblinoids don't usually work with orcs. Um, but for the most part, you're seeing that. You guys are able to avoid it because of your perception, kind of understanding it, getting out of the way. And from the best your, your knowledge is, they're not going in there as much. Um, there's no real shift changes as much as uh, uh, people were sleeping at the very tippity top of, of night and coming into dawn, everyone is still a little groggy. Um, so whatever you start with, people aren't, people aren't as awake and alert. That's going to help you out. Going okay. In. Gone. So that's something uh, works to your advantage and good good work strategizing and doing all those things. So, all right, all right. So it's dawn now. It is dawn. You have packed up and you are ready for the battle that will take place at Cragmore Castle. So we'll sneak up to the woodland, and then the two of you sneak up further. Proceed with your ingress, and then upon the sounds of battle commencing, uh, we will we'll join you. All right. So are the uh, guys there? Oh, let me actually roll a stealth check. Uh, 22. Nice. 22. I right. am a knight. <laughs> so, well, I guess I'll just start her off. Roll for Twix. Oh, yeah. You, you're really quiet. We're gonna be really quiet. We're gonna be quiet. Along, singing a song. Those uh, two goblins that are right there, um, they were they were asleep. Um, early morning dawn, kind of getting up, and now they're like, "What? I'm what is that? As what do you hear? Is that a? Is that? A, what is that? I'm they dead. don't see you." Mm-hmm. But then there's Twix trying his best in his shimmering white, like, um, his, uh, vest and his, uh, all that good jazz. Mr. Devereaux. Yes. You don't presume that just because Twix is small, maybe we have, uh, indulged in a little bit of prejudice, thinking that we might also be good at stealth? I don't know about that, but, uh, I mean, you would think because he's small, he could hide behind things. Maybe underbrush would get him, you know, sure. things like that. And I don't mean it to say it's about o- the color of his space. skin, but sure. it does look a little bit like uh, like some of the grass that's around. So maybe sure. he could hide in that. But he is wearing uh, his, uh, his, his shimmering leathers, and he is singing his sneaking song as he progresses. <laughs> sneak, sneak, sneak. Who's gonna sneak? That's me. Sneak, sneak, sneak. I'm gonna sneak, sneak, sneak. What I'm saying is perhaps we have made an error in judgment in this particular plan that we may learn Twix from in the future. Can I murder him? Twix is now singing into his into the hilt of his uh his, of his uh, short sword. Now, where do you think Twix got the concept of a microphone from? 
How did you get a concept of What's a microphone? <laughs> this is a bizarre day. Snake, snake, snake. Who's got the sneak? All right. I think we should all roll for an issue. Uh, Do I get a sneak attack? You get a uh, surprise attack. Or you get a surprise attack. So before anybody rolls, uh, first off, well, you know, let's go ahead and roll. He's the only one that gets to move. I, I'm lost in conversation at okay. the moment, and I get a three. Three. Thirteen. I feel like we should specifically mention, I'm not sure it was said, Twix rolled a one on his yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah that's why Twix is sinking his sneak That's why he's sinking into his sword. <laughs> we should have said that out loud, I guess. It's fine. We all know now. Twix ain't sneaking. put it right in a post. <laughs> no. It's fine. It's that. All right, so go ahead and put yourself where you're gonna be. When you, uh, oh, right, right. for now, you guys are still kind of hovering outside. When you, you can just kind of put yourselves in whenever you're yeah. in there. For now, this sounds about right. If you're sharing it with him. You gotta be in right behind. Right behind. All right, I am and going... you're gonna roll an advantage because you have an advantage on this. Mm-hmm. And sneak attack. So yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna pull out my dagger of elements. Okay. And go to stab him in the back. All right. And right before I do it, I whisper, surrender. <laughs> it's going to be a 19 and a 19. Yeah. They Most weapon damage. Four, three, eight. So I'm at 15. Okay. Describe to me how you kill him. Oh, I'm not done. He's, he's, he's done. dead. You may not be done, but that goblin's done. He's, he's done. No, just a dagger to the back of the neck. That's it? Yeah, nothing special. Just as quietly as I can. And it just... It's curious now. Yeah, yeah. you could have killed like two guys. It's yeah. Just a nice stealth kill. Just nice stealth kill. Sneak. Sneak. So you... you they start looking... They... Goblin just slides you, down his yeah, lifeless body, yeah. bleeding all over the... I get it. Stone. I get it. I get it. His friend only now just noticing the mm-hmm. the acrid smell of goblin blood filling the air. Wondering what might be going on, inexplicably pondering his own mortality. And since it is that was the And as that my was bonus action, I'm gonna hide. <laughs> okay. So now we actually get the start combat in which you won. Mm-hmm. So now because that was you surprise round, because mm-hmm. you were stealth. Now take that goblin out of the way and what do you do on your new round? You are now stealthed again. I'm gonna roll that. I'm gonna do the. Well, sorry, roll a stealth. Uh, he sees you. Okay. Still gonna do that attack. Because he saw you kill his friend. Gotcha. <laughs> and then you were trying to go. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll just. Uh, I'll take a stab at him. Yeah. And since he hasn't attacked this round, I get advantage. So you are a ghost of death. Do it. Hey, that's uh, 13. And that will be 19. Yeah, you hit. Okay, let's see what the effect is. Four, which is radiant damage. Okay, so your dagger glows holy bright. Okay. 12? Ah, He's not dead, but he... He drops to his knees. (laughs) Not technically prone, but he just drops. Like, ah! Oh, storyboard. And it's his turn. He's going to try to run away from you. So take an attack of opportunity. Absolutely. As he is trying to make for a door. 17. You hit. Tell me how you kill him. No matter what you roll, you're going to kill him. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing stuff. Still, still just being quiet. Just right in the back to... as he's trying to leave. Right or... in the back, well, right in the back of the throat, trying to make sure he doesn't this? scream. He uh, he turns and start running. You throw your dagger into him. He loses balance as he dies, falls back towards you, and you uh, pluck your dagger from his lifeless body <laughs> as he falls to the house. I like it. Love it. All right. I like it. I turn back. All clear. Look over at Twix. I think I gotta talk to you about the finer points of sneaking. Yes, we may actually have to do some training at some point. Oh, and let me read the little uh, flavor text. It's always my favorite to read these little flavor texts. Is this is Tower 11 or is that a door? <laughs> it's 11. Okay. Sorry, all my doors look like 11s. Oh, yes, it just happens to be an 11 there. This tower is almost completely collapsed, although the ground floor still has a little open space. Rotting crates and ancient barrels show that provisions were once stored here. A heavy curtain blocks a crumbling area to the south, and an intact door leads east. To the north, a passage through the rubble ends before a screen, uh, before a screen of canvases. I don't know which direction. Yeah, no, so I'm sorry. Nothing to me. Those. So, you essentially have a door. The south. Okay, so that's south. That's south. Okay, so read it again. Now that I know which is which. All right. A heavy curtain blocks a crumbling area to the south. So this is a curtain. Yeah, heavy curtain. Stuff. Right. A um, an intact door leads east. East. So that that would be this way. So where we just came through. Yeah, I think that's what you guys found. You came through. So okay. It was when you look back, it looked like it was a crumbling door that you were able to squeeze through. Yeah, sure. Thing. And uh, to the north, a short passage through rubble ends before a sheet of... This is a door that comes here. You can't see anything uh, this way. Okay. This is now a hallway right. going this way. So I want to start describing now outside of that. Okay. This is like a tower that's crumbled. You walk through it. Okay. There is a door here. Uh-huh. And there is a door here. Okay. Good. There's a door here. Uh-huh. And there is a hallway here. Okay. All right. No. So is this still a curtain? Um, or is that the curtain? That's the curtain. Okay. We'll say that that's a curtain, like a doorish curtain. Alright. Curtain door. Well, I'm gonna so stop far, peeking. no one seems alerted because you were able to kill this guy before he could make a, any kind of... And there's nobody in the hall. So, currently? So currently, there is nobody in the hall. I'm just gonna do a stealth check because I'm gonna keep walking through here in stealth with a 13. Okay. You have a resting 13 as you stealth around. What would you like to do? <coughs> Start inspecting things. Um, so this is curtain this. door. <laughs> Look at the curtain door. Yeah. So looking through that, you uh, if you peek around the curtain. If you peek there, and let me make sure they don't see you peeking. You, uh, you see two hobgoblins, and they are standing guard in front of here. One goes, huh? Hold on. What was that? What was that? Motion. I, I kind of I look back at Victor and them. I'm like, kind of motion like, just get out. So one guy starts walking. Like, What'd you see? I think I saw something. Well, I'm going to approach and Dremel. get ready for murder. Thump, 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 thump. Uh, well, he does Grog, Dremel! 
move over here. All right, let's see oh. if uh, what we'd like to do. Well, I'm getting ready to call down some holy fire on his head when he goes through the curtain door. Okay. Sounds good. Do you have a good way to describe hobgoblins? As much as I can describe them, they're kind of like orcs, like an orcish human. Give it enough in Monster Manual. But they're more. <laughs> yeah, that's. Let's, let's just see what uh, Dungeons and Dragons has to say about this. Because I'd like to describe in the way Jen. This description. Oh, here we go. Hobgoblins are cunning, disciplined warriors who crave conquest. They impose a strict military hierarchy and are often found in a company of goblins and bugbears. They resemble more of like a. Uh, if a gob, like a more of a humanoid goblin, but a much stronger humanoid goblin. I don't know if they have a better description. And hmm. Mr. Jones. Hobgoblins have dark orange or red orange skin and hair ranging from dark red brown to dark gray. Yellow or dark brown eyes peer out beneath their beetling brows. I didn't know brows could beetle, but hmm. here we are. And their wide mouths sport sharp and yellowed teeth. A male hobgoblin might have large blue or red nose, which symbolizes virility and power amongst goblin kin. Mm. Hobgoblins can live as long as humans, though their love of warfare and battle means that few do. Hobgoblins belong to a family okay, of creatures called. We're done. We're done. Goblinoids. Okay. We're done. Alright. This guy. We come out here. We'll say you can see him when he gets right there, and that's when you call your fire. Okay. Um, I was I was just gonna do it as a real mean surprise, like huh, human. Ah, fire! Like that's where I was going with that, but that's fine. Oh, excellent. I'm gonna do that. So uh, as soon as he walks through the curtain, I am going to call down some good old-fashioned sacred flame. And he has to make a deck save. He does not. Excellent. He's going to take six points of fire damage. He takes it. He does not like it. And also, as a bonus action, I'm going to cast Shield of Faith on myself. Just up my AC a little bit. That's a good plan. I like it. So, let's see. That was like a surprise round for you. You're going to do it as well, right? Or was that uh, start? Because we never rolled for... Initiative. Oh, yeah, we were both waiting to. So, I was gonna yeah. let you guys have that surprise round, just you two. Okay, that makes sense. That's also payback for me getting the rules wrong. Does, hit. Does not hit. He looks like he's well armored. It's like, what is this? That we're being attacked! You got excellent observational skills. Mm. Oh, let's uh, roll for initiative. Yeah. Ooh, apparently I really want it. Nineteen. Nineteen. All right. Ten. Gonna be pretty laid back in these fights, but not today. They thought they wanted it, but looks like you wanted it more. So, I'm gonna. Victor. I'm gonna call down more fire. Go for this guy. So have him roll a beat a deck save. Thirteen. He doesn't. He's not Woo! good at your fire. Dodging fire is not as strong suit. So they did not teach him that in Hoggoblin school. Yeah, I was. That's what I was hoping for. All right. Oh, three little points. Is that all he takes? That's all he takes. 
But uh, he's not looking great, but my, though. But my uh, excellent compatriot Franklin Devereaux. Franklin comes in, skilled fencer. Oh yes, and since his uh, his enemy is flanked, he's gonna have some good times. He's uh, gets the roll an advantage check, right? He so. does. Very good. He has a long sword, I believe. He so does. Just... Yes. Uh, does a nineteen hit? Yes. Excellent. Absolutely does. So. Monsieur is going to take eight points of sword. Comes in and just ah, he comes in and uh, with basically they do a little uh, they do a little stick and move together like mm-hmm. like uh, what is a hobgoblin using? Sorry, this hobgoblin is using a long sword. So they do like a little long sword fight for a second, mm. and then uh, and then Franklin just uh, ha! cuts in and stabs him right in the stomach, like takes his uh, blade out, like ha! He's like. You read his movements like a children's book, Mr. Devereaux. Thank you. I appreciate that. Let's see about his friend here. So that was, uh, there we go. This guy. Ooh, cool. Yeah. His hobgoblin friend. It is his go. He's going to come back here. He's going to bang on the door. Come out and help! Protect the king! Ooh. Oh, he's going right to it. And uh, he's going to uh, he's going to drop his long sword and shield, and he has a long bow. He's going to ready his action. Beautiful. It looks like he's ready for anyone who comes over within line of sight. So that's them. Yep. Now it is tough and stuff. What would you like to do? Uh, for me, Tough and stuff at Twix. Mm-hmm. Tough and stuff and Twix. I'm gonna go ahead and make a stealth check. Okay. I'm gonna... Okay. You are in a standoff. And Twix. Hide behind Franklin. Well, I think it's as far as we go. <laughs> yeah. I'm ready for battle. He could move twice instead of to sacrifice one of his. Uh, Standard actions, but you're more in charge of Twix than I am right now. So. Oh, can I? Yeah. Okay. So he can move twice, essentially, he's instead of doing it. He's coming in, though. All right, so he's going to hide behind that wall. Yeah. Ready. Is he? He's, like, putting his arms at the wall. Like He's like, all right, it's time to be stealthy again. I actually saw it more of, like, uh, uh, him providing, like, a melee shield in front of the archer standing over him. Oh, I like that. Kind of what I was going for. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. All right. So now we're at the top of the round, and that would mean Victor. Yes. What would you like to do? Uh, do, 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 do. So I'm gonna go ahead and just charge right up to this guy. Okay. Straight up, and uh, call down more fire. Like I'm just, I'm feeling in a calling down the fire. Mm. Mood so are you just, in my mind, in a movie moment of this, are you just walking casually and just like? Fire! Oh. Fire! Fire! Like, like just calling down the hell and brimstone. As oh, you walk yeah, through. just meandering through, summoning <laughs> down fire from the heavens upon my enemies. All right. I love it. Yeah, so, uh, have him beat a deck saver. What is wrong with these guys? He doesn't make it. Uh, well, he's in a very stand your ground yeah, sort of mentality. Oh, oh, when he, but when he comes dodgy. in, he had readied an action to fire his arrow at you. Sorry. Does that carry over to the next round? 
I, I don't think it does. I don't think you can no, carry over. Using it. During the same round, if you he was writing it for that particular moment, but but uh, so taken back by uh, no, he was by Victor's like going through because there's still smoldering smoke from his friend mm-hmm. being uh, cased like, in flames. Like and nonchalantly stabbed. saunter past. Yes, and it's kind of like a that moment in the movie where he's huh? like, "What is this?" Raise up the hand and call down the flames. All right. So how much damage was that? Well, let's find out. Five. Five. He takes it. So not the best, not the worst. Is it five? Correct. All right. And since I'm right in front of him, um, someone get the mage out here. Gonna rush up and take advantage of that good old sweet flanking. Twenty-two. Twenty-two does does beat the hobgoblin. Excellent. Four nine points of sword. Is it just <laughs> rushes up and slices in his way through. Mm-hmm. Part, he is of, a part of that same action. He is a fury of sword swipes. It, he's not doesn't use a rapier. He just wields a, a long sword really well. Sure. With finesse. How much is that again? Nine. Yes, that was nine. Jesus. So fourteen total so far. Yeah. Yeah, that hobgoblin uh, basically took off the. Uh, he uh, really cut that hobgoblin down. Um, the hobgoblin's on its last leg. And now it was there, go. From the side door. You see one rush in here to the aid of his friend, another mm-hmm. hobgoblin, and then another hobgoblin comes out behind him. Mm. Out here, a uh, a goblin emerges with his goblin friend. And now, there's a Man, line. That's just a big old flanking party. That is a big flanking party. Like you, you guys does, need to come in and Does everyone out flank each other at that point? Oh is yeah, everyone... everybody's flanked. So everybody's well, just taking advantage of That guy's not flanked. Yeah. And these two aren't flanked. Right. But these two are... And we too All right, so... so uh, the Hobgoblin, who's almost dead, he's going to uh, take a swipe, at, probably his last swipe, at Franklin. Well, actually, yeah, yeah. So he, he drops his longsword, he, he puts his, uh, his sword and shield back up, and he starts swiping. His bow, bow and arrow, he drops his bow and arrow and picks up his sword and shield back up? Yeah. Uh, does a 16 beat Franklin? Oh, just. Okay. Sorry, it's been a while since I've had to actually roll damage. So. Nine points of damage to Franklin. Alright. From the barely alive Hobgoblin. The second Hobgoblin is also going to hit Franklin. For a grand total of four points. No, oh, sorry, two points. Two points. Just two points. Vicious. The uh, hobgoblin, the other one can't do anything. Yet. Um, so now the two goblins are going to go after. Oh, I'm sorry, I had you and Franklin mixed up there. Mm-hmm. Where is it? It was the. Oh, he's going after me? Yeah, he was okay. going after you the whole time. None of those hit. Okay, so 
nothing happened with that. The two goblins are going to go after... I block courageously with my shield. Deflects off my armor. Okay. 17, does that beat Franklin? Franklin, yes. Franklin takes three points of damage from a scimitar as a goblin. Scimitar. From a scimitar as a... uh, so they're both swiping at at Franklin with their scimitars. One okay. hits. Very little damage. After all that... Hang in there, Mr. Devereaux! We'll get you through this! I am not worried about this. <laughs> and he's like ducking and weaving. I'll find a way to close your wound. Stay with us! <laughs> Stay to us! Don't go into the light, Mr. Devereaux! Oh, it is your turn, Mr. <clears throat> Alright. So, while I was readying my bow, uh, one of the things I want to do is light the arrow on fire. As, as I tend to do. And I am going to rush up right to where I can kind of see everyone lined up. And I'm going to do the shooting the oil out of the air thing over the enemies again, since they're all grouped up nicely. Gr- grouped up with us? Well... I'm planning on doing it right here. Is there... In this particular square. Right next to me? Adjacent to Well, me? I have a plan for I, this. I am not thrilled about this plan. I have a plan for this, don't worry. Um, first, let me see if I do it, if I succeed. Well, well let's see where this is going first. <laughs> because that, would, that oil would have a uh, one reach all around. Yeah. So, if you're centered on this guy, yeah. and that would go towards Victor. Right. So... so Let's see. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. We'll because you're shooting the arrow. Oh, we've done this before. Was this was this just a DC to beat just to see if it works? I think it was a. I think it was a roll to hit the oil in the air. Right. What was that roll? I think it was a, an attack roll. a ten. Speed of ten. Yeah, it's an attack roll. But what, how do yeah, we know if 20. you succeed? <laughs> so modify twenty. Right. So we needed a way for you to succeed. So you hit the flask. You you throw this flask in the air. You hit it with a burning thing. So, what was the flask damage, we say? What did everyone have to beat? A DC to beat the, the flames? Alright, so, Victor, make a deck saving I'm, throw. I'm not thrilled with this situation. Yeah. You beat it. Yeah. Alright. I'm more thrilled. Alright, Hobgoblin is on his last leg. He beats it. The Hobgoblin knew who uh, entered. He's next to uh, Victor. He does not. This one? Yeah. Okay. And the other guy beats it. So it's just a, see, the uh, middle guy. So he takes 1d6 worth of fire damage. So that's just a... Uh, I heard a little bit. Please be more careful with your flaming oil in the future, there, com- <laughs> compadre. That is... I do not care much for being a flame. And, uh... Though you have been a flame in the past with some ladies, I will say that. Well, my burning passion <laughs> means that I'm always somewhat alive. <laughs> Alright. So Twix runs up. Rah! I'm being heroic! There's goblin on goblin fire. Goblins! Fending each other off. You need to be better people! <laughs> right, Victor? 
Your message is correct. I support your enthusiasm. Very good. Now do something. <laughs> <laughs> well, Show them who, the light. Who am I to refuse? Uh, yes, I'm going to try to burn down that last hobgoblin. Go for it. Well, I go for it. Yeah, you go for it. You rolled a 15. I, that wasn't a good roll. <laughs> that was oh, wow. Okay, so okay. either way, I guess he takes no damage. On his last legs, yeah. He's like, <laughs> ah! he's barely get out of the way. Yeah, he's... Well, that's a bit embarrassing. Uh, Mr. Devereaux, could you finish this fellow off for me? Oh, for sure. All right, you do it. Yeah. Roll twice. Uh, 18? 18 right on the nose. Alright. 8 points of damage. How would you like Devereaux to uh, to kill him? Right in the throat. Just, Just a thrust right into All his right. throat. Just one quick... Yeah. yeah. And like uh, and like one of those uh, one of those kung fu movies where the blood just starts going everywhere. Sure. You know? From the puncture wound. And that hobgoblin is now dead. Hand me that hobgoblin. Excellent work, Mr. Devereaux. I appreciate your enthusiasm. Mm -hmm. It is now there go. This guy is intentionally getting right in front of the door. Like, you will not. You will not get to growl. Crawl. I know his name. I work for him. And then he tries to take uh, two swipes at you, Mr. Victor. Okay. One does not hit. One definitely hits. What was it? It's 18 plus... Uh, da, 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 plus three. Okay. So, what is your AC right now? 19? Uh, 18 plus three? Yeah. So, is it a 21? Yeah. He misses. <laughs> how, did, how, did, how did he miss? I'm, I mean... I'm actually curious how you got your AC that high. Not that I don't believe you. Sure. No, I understand. Uh, well, starting off with my full plate. So that alone takes me to 18. Then a shield. 19. 20. A buckler will take you to... A buckler's only one, but a full shield. That's two. Oh, a full, full shield is two. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then I cast that shield of faith, which gives me an additional two. Mm. So it puts me at 22. Wow. Shit, son. They got a basic crit to kill you, to get to you. Basically. Unless there's a mage. Unless there's a mage. Is this the guy that was on fire, too? No, this, that guy's dead. No, no, this is the one that was on yeah, fire. Was oh, I'm sorry. He was up here. He was the only one that got sorry, hit. Sorry, I thought from the original time you up. set him on fire. There's a lot of fire going. No, there has been sorry. a lot. Yeah, yeah, he was originally We're a very fire was on people. fire. Does he take persistent? Okay. No, it's not a persistent flame. No. It's just, it's just like an area attack, kind of a little, little bomb. Like, How oh, hot! And then it's yeah. So. Sadly, it isn't napalm. And the other guy, he's going to take two swipes at you. The other hobgoblin. Sure. And because he has a crit, you know. You can roll 19 or 20. Mm -hmm. uh, he swipes at you twice. Nothing. Just. Clinking right off of all of your, like you're just looking. My at My faith will protect me. My faith is protecting me right now. now also, the, this armor. <laughs> the two goblins are doing their uh, the scimitar swipey swipey mm -hmm. over at uh, Franklin, and they both miss. Excellent sword play, Franklin. 
You are very welcome, goblins, for me showing you the right way to do it. Well, you won't get much of an opportunity to utilize your new mm. knowledge, unfortunately. <laughs> All right. All right, so that's them. All right, uh, so, yeah. go ahead and do my bonus action at the start of the, run, start of the turn and do a hide or stealth because I want to go around to flank this guy. That is... Uh, you already be flanked. Huh? You'd already be flanking him. Yeah, like, every, like, everyone's flanked. Yeah. Well, Everyone um, but this guy right here is flanked. Yeah, but I want my sneak attack too. You would get yeah, your because sneak they're attack. flanked, gotcha. you get a sneak attack. Yeah, you get a sneak attack. Then, you can just go stab the bitch. Yeah, yeah just go I'm, stab gonna, I'm gonna go stab the bitch. Yeah, roll twice, take the higher one, and, and, and a, kill him. 17 and a 15. Yes. 11 and points of damage. Damage. And uh, 11, and then two points of that, is, and then, sorry, 13, two I points I don't care, of he's dead. Okay. Because um, you did more than seven points of. <laughs> Gotcha. So describe to me how he dies. Well, I go to him and do a nice quick stab in the gut, and he just dissolves in radiant fire. Ooh, I like that. Alright, just... How's for you, Victor? Uh, wonderful display. My turn! My turn! <laughs> he looks inspired. By that. I am inspired. He turns to the guy that's in. Uh, it's gonna take a swipe at the same guy that's in front of Franklin. He's gonna say, "I'll burn you too." That hits. Oh, one d six plus four. That goblin is not looking great. Uh, but he stabs a goblin. Twix looks very happy and accomplished. Yeah. Like, ha! You have the right to remain. Surrender! You might have the right to remain surrendered! Well, that's a bit of a... Let's just keep going. <laughs> Alright. At the top of the round. Excellent, excellent. Well, let's just uh, start with uh, Mr. Devar, see if he can finish off that goblin right in front of him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, 23? I'm sorry, 22? How, how does uh, Devar kill him? Yeah. Just... Stabs the well, goblin. Previously, he stabbed that hobgoblin, so I, I like to think uh, oh. he removes the, that and just uses that momentum to just uh, slice the off the uh, slice the throat of the other goblin. Just ooh, the that head plops right off. <laughs> and that goblin is dead. You are on a roll today, Mister Devereaux, much like that goblin's wow. head. Damn. <laughs> I see what you did there, Victor. A wordplay. A little wordplay. And then I will once again attempt to bring down uh, more sacred flame onto that hobgoblin. So All right. It's, it's deck save. He is already a little charred, so. Oh, deck save. Deck save. Mm -hmm. uh, he doesn't beat it. Excellent. Seven points. That guy burns with radiant fire. <laughs> Just engulfed, and he's like, ah! That is morbidly satisfying. That last guy, <laughs> he's like, ooh, like, ooh, ooh, <laughs> he ooh, runs back ooh. in here. Cause it's now his go, right? Mm -hmm. And he locks the door. <laughs> hmm. Well, everyone seems to be on his own. Yeah.
Thank you for sticking around for the news and notes. Unless this was a mistake and you just couldn't hit pause or delete or unsubscribe fast enough. In that case, do better next time, or not at all. So I talked about it last episode and pulled the trigger this last week. We've taken down the Numenera content. And for those of you who are confused or you're new, in the past we had about 15 episodes. It's like two seasons worth, like 15 hours worth of content that was centered around a tabletop system called Numenera. Honestly, it was our first attempt at a podcast, so some of it was a little rough around the edges, and and we've just ultimately decided to become a D&D centric show, so it just didn't make sense to have it on the podcast proper. If you want it, um, it's somewhere. It'll be somewhere. Um, we may even put it on our YouTube channel, which comes up to my next uh, news and notes, is that we have a YouTube channel. I'm slowly putting our podcast episodes up on YouTube and using over other show ideas that I may do on it. You'll know when I do something new on it, but for the most part, it's just there for anybody who prefers a YouTube as their podcast mechanism. Um, finally, I just want to give a special shout out to Jenny um, or Lucy Jane Pennybright. Uh, she's a big fan and a friend of the podcast and may even potentially become a player and just a huge helping hand in creating some content. Um, ask anyone and they'll tell you that I just won't shut up about tabletop RPGs. And Jenny seems to, to share that, that enthusiasm with me. So we've been talking about it and I think we're going to do a, another show basically called like Side Stories where we go along with, this, with the Loot and Dagger Mercenary Company as a separate kind of show. Um, like a spinoff, and I think she's going to help me be a player in that when I give over some DM duties to someone else. So I think it'll be fun. Anyways, um, I think that's all the notes I have. Um, oh, and I'm going to link uh, Jenny's stuff on the um, on the show notes. So you should go look at her, her Etsy page. It's pretty awesome. She has all kinds of cool, cuddly, whimsley whimsical creatures that she makes and things it's 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 a lot of plushies and, and fun times anyways have a good one